This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, March 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Optimism for California ag future. Grassley calls for limits on minority debt relief payments. And AMS seeks input on how to spend on food purchases. Ag economists remain optimistic for California's future. Agriculture economists at UC Davis, UC Berkeley, and UC Riverside have published a new book that looks back on the many obstacles California agriculture has overcome and where it's headed. The same high-value crops that have enabled the state to lead the nation in farm sales for more than 70 years also present continuing labor challenges, which will speed up mechanization, that according to the economists. Increases in regulations and deepening water scarcity are affecting specialty crops, and especially the dairy and livestock industries, which account for 24% of farm sales in the state. The economists conclude that the consolidation of production onto fewer and larger farms is likely to accelerate, and yet California agriculture has always been a dynamic industry capable of adjusting to the challenges and will likely adjust to the COVID-19 pandemic as well. Newsom to deliver State of the State address tonight. Governor Gavin Newsom had been pushing off the State of the State address until California began to see an upward trend in its battle with COVID-19. With vaccinations on the rise and a school reopening plan in place, Newsom will deliver the address today, but with two new twists. He'll travel to Los Angeles for a virtual event, and it'll take place at 6 o'clock, prime time for news. The speech will serve as a critical public relations tool for the governor as well. He's fending off a recall initiative that backers claim has gathered enough petitions to qualify for the ballot. U.S. dairy groups press for action on Canadian USMCA quotas. The U.S. has been in consultations with Canada since December 9th over allegations that Canada has twisted its promises on dairy quotas created under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Now U.S. industry groups are pushing for quicker action. Canada needs to stop manipulating its dairy tariff rate quotas, says Krista Hardin, president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. Its actions have not only negatively impacted U.S. dairy farmers and manufacturers, but also constrained many Canadian companies. We urge the U.S. government to ensure full compliance by Canada with those commitments. Statements by Hardin and others were released yesterday in concert with a new submission by the USDEC, National Milk Producers Federation, and the International Dairy Foods Association to Global Affairs Canada, the country's trade agency. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Grassley, minority farmer payments need limits. Grassley has advocated for tightening eligibility rules and payment caps for farm subsidies. And the Iowa Republican thinks there should be limits on the payments that will be made to minority farmers under the new economic stimulus package. If you are going to help farmers, it should come with the payment limitations that we have and things like that, Grassley told reporters yesterday. The stimulus bill, which the House is expected to send to President Joe Biden this week, requires USDA to make payments to minority farmers of up to 120% of their indebtedness on USDA direct and guaranteed loans. The Senate made a 
change in the provision that would allow USDA to put some limits on the size of the payments, which are expected to average $222,000. Payment rules on existing farm and conservation programs vary significantly. AMS wants input on how to spend money in 2021 appropriations bill. USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service is looking for feedback as it considers how to spend $1.5 billion made available in a FY 2021 appropriations bill for food purchases. Much of the money will go for commodities in the Farmers to Families Food Box Program, which is an operation through the end of April and for which AMS also is seeking input. But USDA also can use the funding for grants to small and medium-sized processors and distributors. A listening session is scheduled for March 19, and comments will be accepted through March 31st via online portal or by email to amscovidstimulus at usda.gov. About those food boxes, well, the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture sent a letter to Vilsack supporting continuation of the food box program with changes. NASDA CEO Barb Glenn, quote, outlined recommendations to promote equity and farmer access to the program and remove unnecessary barriers of entry, the group said in a news release. Recommendations included considering the adverse impact on smaller farms when awarding contracts based on price, enabling vendors to curate boxes based on local preference and availability of food, and encouraging the participation of socially disadvantaged farmers, according to NASDA. USDA says hemp rule can go ahead without changes. The final domestic hemp production rule published in January has been reviewed and will become effective March 19th, USDA said yesterday. The rule was subject at the beginning of the new administration to what the USDA called a routine process of reviewing new and pending regulatory actions. Larry Farnsworth, a spokesman for the National Industrial Hemp Council, said NIHC supports delayed enforcement of specific sampling and testing provisions because potential congressional legislation to increase the amount of THC allowed in hemp could complicate USDA enforcement. Here's today's They Said It. Now is our chance to step up and show agricultural employees we value them, too. That California Citrus Mutual CEO Casey Creamer and California Fresh Fruit Association President Ian LeMay in an op-ed for Cal Matters calling for Governor Newsom to set aside at least 10% of the state's vaccine doses for ag workers as he did for teachers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, March 9th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.